This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Monday, 7 August, Year of Alert 2023. We've got a lot to get into with our international editor, Ben Harnwell. First, we've got, as people can tell from the shows today, a long, tough fight ahead of us. Very winnable. Has to be won. We don't have a choice. Uh, to do that, we got to man the ramparts. To man the ramparts, you need to be a lion heart. And what we need is people that have healthy lion hearts. Crom Carm- Carmichael. Tell us how we can ensure that the Warren Posse has that. Steve, uh, thanks again for having me on your show. Uh, you all do a great, great service for the country. Um, and, and the product that, that I want to talk about is product we've been making this active ingredient for 19 years. I've been our very best customer for all that time. And it's called uh, Soul Tea is our product. And the active ingredient is a molecule in tea called theoflavin. And that particular molecule in fresh green tea resides at about 1%. We have, a, we have a proprietary extraction process where we extract that molecule and create a blend with a 22% concentration. And that is the active ingredient that helps, helps with heart health. Now, Steve, there's a, a very prestigious uh, a website, uh, that, uh, a clinical website. And I just want to read a, one, one paragraph from this because this... This past weekend, I was playing golf with a friend of mine, and he was telling me about a mutual friend who had just had double bypass surgery, didn't even know he had a heart problem, uh, but went in and had his heart checked and had 90% blockage. But here's here's what this website says. Coronary artery disease often develops over decades. Symptoms may go unnoticed until a significant blockage causes problems or a heart attack occurs. Following a heart healthy lifestyle, can prevent, help prevent coronary artery disease. And part of a having a living a healthy lifestyle is taking a product like Solti, because Solti is two capsules a day. Uh, we have uh, our, the price of it, it works out to about 70 cents a day. Think of that in terms of how much people pay for insurance. And, and this is a way to help strengthen your cardiovascular system in general but particularly help you manage your cholesterol uh, in your heart. Uh, my bad cholesterol was 130 19 years ago. I started taking our product. It dropped to 89. It's been under 90 ever since. Now, I can't promise that it'll work that well for everybody, but we get lots of emails from people uh, telling them that it has worked uh, that well uh, for them. And so, so I really invite your posse to go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com, and that'll take them to the Soul Tea website where they can enter the code WARROOM at checkout. That's WARROOM at checkout. And by doing that, they'll get 50% off their initial shipment. And then on an ongoing basis, uh, our subscription program is three bottles for the price of two. We always pay the freight, and we ship you every 90 days. And so two capsules a day of Soul Tea will really, really help you, help your cardiovascular system, and help your heart. Steve, I can't tell you how much 
appreciate you letting me explain our product uh, to your to the great posse. No, and I want everybody to go to the site right now. Check it out. You got all the information up there, all the studies you can get into. So, folks should go make their own decision. Immerse yourself in information as we want you to do here in the war room, and um, uh, see if it uh, if it's something that uh, you think you and feel you need. But Crom, really appreciate you coming on here and explaining to folks. Thank, Thank thanks you. so much, Steve. Got a long, tough fight ahead. That's why we need a healthy heart for the lion hearts. Ben Harnwell. Uh, I want to start by by going to the CNN poll. And Ben's got a whole way he's going to walk through this because there's so much going on. But Ben, I mean, it's Jack Posobiec and, and Tucker Carlson, a lot of people. But I think you're reporting day in and day out on the situation in Ukraine. CNN this morning reporting that they have a poll that 55% of the American people, 55% are saying no more money to Ukraine. We're not going to continue to do this. And that is because of shows like War Room predicated on the reporting and analysis of Ben Harnwell. You got Jack Posobiec, you've had Charlie Kirk, you've got obviously the great Tucker Carlson and others that have been putting forward this counter-information from the entire apparatus, including Fox News, which is the one of the biggest neocon sites of all get out. Now, 55% of the American people oppose. And Ben, I think the, the number for Republicans in there is like 80 or 90%. Walk me through, you've got a whole uh, report today on exactly where we stand in this entire Ukraine situation. Thanks very much, Steve, and uh, good afternoon to you. So as you were saying, that was basically the headline figure. Um, it breaks down, I'll post this, by the way, um, the link, either you'll find it coming to me on Getorg or going straight to Rumble. I've posted, in, I've posted all, all of the articles I'm going to refer to um, on, on the Rumble page, um, as I now do. Um, so let's start off with this figure. So I'm going to go through all the headline figures, Steve. Um, as you say, 55% now say that uh, Congress should not authorise additional funding. And that is down from 62% uh, from February of, of last year uh, when the war broke out. Significantly, um, the, the figure that really leapt out to me here was that alongside very slim backing, the U.S. military for forces to participate in uh, combat operations. The figure is, Steve, 17 percent. So if you confront that with the, 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 the 17 months hard slog of escalation that the present administration has been pushing with regards to this war, almost effectively de facto to, to, to get the United States involved in a direct way in this war. We weren't able to cover last week, um, by the way, um, but the Pentagon had authorised increasing the, um, the, the emergency uh, bonus due to US troops in Ukraine. Now, you might ask yourself, what US troops are there currently serving in Ukraine, seeing as there hasn't been a war powers resolution? And that would be a very pertinent question to ask. But it was revealed that the Pentagon had upped the allowance and backdated it, in fact, to April of last year. So there are troops there. We, we know this, even though there's never been a, a formal statement um, of that. Uh, and that is an indication, I, I think, of just how much the, 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 the military industrial complex has been desperate to get the United States into this war um, on escalating every single opportunity. And yet, here it is, Steve, that the, the, the appetite for that amongst the American people themselves is at 17%. There could not be a greater difference between the present 
administration, the present Biden administration, and where the American people are right now. Um, another figure, Steve, that leapt out to me here was um, was this. Hold on, this hold, 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 before well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 before you jump, I want to go back. Don't bury the lead here. They they actually said they're giving bonuses. They're going to continue bonuses to people that are actually in the Iraq war. I didn't think we had anybody. They keep talking about we don't have any troops over there. Who are they giving bonuses to? Um, to um, that, that's a very good question. Um, as I say, there hasn't been any particular uh, statement on this. I think off the top of my head that the total figure uh, amounted at, uh, it was capped because uh, they were bringing several bonuses together. They were capping it at around $350 per month. Um, and as I say, backdating it to April of last year, not this year, to April of last year, just two months after the war started. Um, and this is this is like without any war powers resolution. Um, the, 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 the president under the US Constitution, the US president has no authority to send troops into any um military active military situation where uh, where where the US, where US territory is not at stake uh, as, as it's not here now that's obviously been widened a little bit and, and picked away at around around the scenes especially like for example if there are Americans in interest for example the the, the, the airlifts getting getting Americans out in in Saigon and that was that you know by a lot of readings that was unconstitutional but but the the the, the, the office for um, there's an office uh, for, for legal counsel, um, which is uh, pretty much in these instances the the, the unique authorization for an administration on on just how far it can push, um, how far a president can can push his constitutional authority, um, and that's sort of that that sort of that's that's there in place. Um, for presidents to draw on, and those mem- memoranda are, are, are build on what build on themselves on their own precedent. And then, when um, the, the U.S. Supreme Court gets around it, basically uh, rubber stamps or whatever. And, and a lot of the time, we don't know what 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 are in these memoranda that uh, that the White House is leaning on. So. There are American troops in Ukraine. We don't know how many there are there. We wouldn't know that there were know that there were any there if we hadn't been told last week that the Pentagon had authorized extra funding for them. Uh, another question, Steve, to, to ask yourselves is which uniform they're wearing. Um, obviously, um, if, if they're, they're U.S. troops, one would assume an active duty, which is where this emergency bonus kicks in, that they would be wearing their own uniform um, as they would, they would be obliged to do. Um, but if, if they are actively involved and they're in civilian clothes, that's against the Geneva Convention and all the, 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 war, the war treaties that the U.S. Um, is signatory to. So that would be another question to ask. Um, uh, the, the Pentagon or the, the Department of Defense is how many troops are there? How many will get this this bonus if they are in active duty? Are they are they are they wearing their uniform? Um, we don't know because the Uni Party in Congress uh, prefers this position of opacity um, and prefers to keep the American public in darkness. I, I mean, isn't that it, isn't that the amazing thing about this number? Is the dramatic shift since the war started? Uh, and they, it, you know, it's what a 45% now says high as 62. 
but I actually believe it was much higher when it when it started. Uh, this dramatic shift since you've had so few uh, news organizations or opinion uh, uh, sites that have been able to push this out because the entire mainstream media, including Fox News, Foxes, and and I would throw in uh, Newsmax into this, that it's all been neocon, rah rah. You know, we're fighting for liberty. All the um, all the candidates, you know, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott's been terrible on this. Nikki Haley's been terrible on this. Mike Pence has been the worst on it. Uh, when Ron DeSantis even tried to go a little bit off the reservation, his donors slapped him around and he came back immediately. I mean, when he was parroting what we were saying, it's a territorial dispute in, um, you know, Russian speaking Eastern Ukraine. Um, and and the, the border it was much more important. He got disciplined immediately and kind of came back to the party line. It's pretty stunning to me that these numbers are now shifting and it can't be lost on people that the much hyped spring offensive, I think has had at least something to do with, I think the American people just sit there going, uh, I think we've been lied and mis, you know, misled. This is not going like they said there was going to go. Everything they've told us just turned out to be wrong. And now we're looking at another massive, you know, with the American economy sputtering and particularly working class people getting eviscerated, uh, their eyes are starting to open now. But to me, this is one of the most significant things in public, you know, in information war, public opinion, because the entire deck was stacked against against us. And it was only a very few handful of people that really stood in the breach here from the beginning. Ben Harnwell. Steve, that's absolutely right. You know, I would also ask, look, any new, it is now common knowledge that any news organization, when it commissions a poll, it commissions that poll to get to a certain result that is in line with its editorial policy. So the question, the first question I would ask, uh, and I did ask myself when I, when I was looking at this, uh, this specific poll in CNN, was basically, why now? Why have they commissioned the poll to get to these results? And I'm publishing this poll now. And the only response, any sane response I can get to, Steve, is it fits in with the Warren's analysis that we have said from Vilnius onwards, there has been a pivot away from full frontal support of Ukraine. Um, remembering, of course, the famous photograph of President Zelensky standing there amongst all the heads of government and heads of state with nobody to talk to. That that photo itself is now is now a meme. Um, you'll see that basically any day on any social media platform adjusted for comments. That is the moment, I think, um, sort of formally Vil uh, Vilnius, NATO started to pivot and put some distance between itself and Ukraine. And therefore, what do you expect for the mainstream media, the legacy media to do, but to fall in 100% behind the latest instructions. And after going all in, hyping up the war, hyping up the necessity for America to, 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 to give maximum support to um, President Zelensky, then they've now sort of pivoted on a dime and are now pushing um, articles very much in the opposite direction. In fact, the pivot has been so quick. Um, I've got I've got whiplash just just watching watching it take place. Um, the, the the article I was referring to uh, is in and as I say I'll post it, all the links um, on on Rumble, but you can get to them by clicking on on, on this video uh, or, or if you're watching this on Getter. Um, uh, I'll post those later. The article is in the Military Times and it's headlined: U.S. troops in Ukraine can now earn hazard pay. And that's the article I was referring to, and it just ties together a number of um, 
a number of different uh, bonuses that that are applicable. Um, but it's definitely worth reading, Steve. Okay, so if um, do you have anything else to ask on the um, on the CNN poll? Or, or can no, I, I just I, I just no, I I think I, I yeah. Before we go to CNN, I think that and this was with your coverage in Vilnius. I just want to make the audience uh, it, it keeps in mind that you know this is also going to be used as a weapon against Zelensky. The minister going to say, look. Public opinion shifting away, and public opinion shifting away. I think they're going to tell him for two reasons. Number one, you continue to demand stuff, right? Instead of like you know, ask politely or show that you're a good partner, and that's gotten offensive to people. And clearly, that's turned off some people, and that's why things are turning away from you because of the at least perceived ingratitude. Number two, and the more important is that it doesn't seem like there's progress. And the administration, the regime, and the and the guys in the city of London and in Brussels are not going to take responsibility about the overselling of the spring offensive. I mean, the, the the spring offensive was hyped as you know we're going to go to Crimea and we're going to go to we're going to go to uh, take back all these territories. And Zelensky was very um, outspoken in what his demands were. He wouldn't sit at a negotiating table for any ceasefire until all the territories in Eastern-speaking Ukraine had been taken back and Crimea. Remember, three or four months ago, they're talking about this big offense they're going to go down to Crimea. We said at the time that in their demand for uh, tanks and demand for Bradley fighting vehicles, you remember the big coverage we gave about this whole situation with the tanks that came from the British, came from the Americans and the Germans. This was the biggest thing. Is this going to be take place? We said, for, first off, you still have to train these people. And the training takes years, not not weeks. It takes years. You know, the Americans, it's tough enough for our army to fight combined arms, which is coordinated attacks by artillery, armor, uh, you know, mounted uh, mounted infantry, close air support, all of it. It's it's enormously complicated. We're going through the 79th anniversary of Normandy right now. And we keep telling people it just wasn't D-Day, the slaughter. The slaughter continued, particularly for the American troops as they slogged through the hedgerows and up until they had the breakout, uh, which occurred basically this time, 79 years ago. And the reason was, is that they hadn't had enough time really to train in combined arms that they had spent so much time. They had to just how to breach, how to do the amphibious landing. And I think this all pulled together. And I think you're seeing an awakening. And I think you're seeing the American people sit there going, you know, I've been told all this stuff and none of it's come true. And now they've seen kind of this ingratitude and this kind of pushiness. And, you know, we're demanding this. You have to give us this. Coupled with the fact the results are, are not even the lies and misrepresentations spin. Because every couple of days you kind of get a, oh, well, they're doing great now. And you're going to walk us through. It's one story after the other of just the slaughter of uh, the slaughter of Ukrainian people. And particularly, I, I would I would say courageous, dedicated, patriotic, but untrained, essentially untrained uh, Ukrainian troops who are being uh, who are being led to the slaughter. Um, you've pulled me back into the CNN um, article here because um, another one of these takeaway results is that a bigger worry, and I quote, a bigger worry across across partisan lines in this poll is that the war will continue without a resolution 
for a long time. That is, the war will, will, will continue and go on and on and on. Nearly eight in 10 people are worried about that, including 82% of Democrats and uh, 75% of independents and 73% of Republicans. So rather counterintuitively, the Democrats themselves, these are ordinary rank and file members, not the party machinery, the Democrat members, Democrat voters themselves are more anxious about being tied in to a, a long run war. But even on these, this is a vast majority of the American people. Um, as CNN themselves say, this cuts across party lines. It's what they don't want. Uh, which is why, to come back, I think, to something that you and I have said on, on my uh, most recent uh, appearances on, on this show, is that the Biden administration should be using its influence now to get these sides at the negotiating table and talking and st instead of pushing the line that America will support um ukraine um uh, with whatever it takes for as long as it takes i mean that's that's the mantra that's not going to get both sides down to the negotiating table okay fantastic you you can press on i know you got a lot more you want to get through i do um so, so you, you you mentioned um just a few moments ago that uh two of the reasons for um for a breakdown in relations let's call it that between um US, NATO and Ukraine. The first was the way President Zelensky uh, comports himself with, uh, with other Western leaders. Um, and then the second aspect you mentioned was the, the slow progress of the counter-offensive. I might add um, a third factor, I think, um, which is probably um, upsetting the West. And that's the fact um, and, and you've mentioned it, I think uh, you mentioned it today, we certainly mentioned it in, in, uh, in recent uh, episodes of this show. And that is the Ukrainians are departing, unilaterally departing from an agreed, in inverted commas, an agreed strategy here. Uh, that is to say NATO, the Americans, the Brits have been very proactive in giving the, the Zelensky's top military officials their professional strategic advice on how to conduct this war um, and Zelensky has unilaterally decided he's going to take the, the the machinery and the armament armaments and everything that we're in them cash and that, that, we're, that we're sending over but he himself is going to decide his military strategy and it's not working out too well either um, and I don't think because there is a reputational aspect that is important um, it, when we're dealing with a with, with balance of powers um, that all sides need to have, need to, you know, all, all potential foes who aren't presently at kinetic war need to have uh, a realistic and healthy respect for the other's ability. And if NATO does anything that completely humiliates itself on the world stage, um, that would be destabilizing. So I think that is also one of these factors, Steve, that NATO is 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 now extremely concerned with the way. That, um, that the, the counteroffensive isn't going well. And one of the reasons it's not going well is because uh, the Ukrainians are, are just reverting to their, their first tried and tested military approaches rather than the approach that, that, that the Americans but, 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 um, but, predict. But, but, this gets back this, but this gets back to the point I made a moment ago, is that the entire construct was sold as all of NATO coming in with whatever arms they had, and particularly mobile, whether Bradley fighting vehicles or, or tanks, 
in that the infantry here was going to be it was going to be a, what we call combined arms. There's going to be both air, uh, um, a tanks for mobility, mounted infantry, and, and Bradley fighting vehicles for mobility, and uh, and and artillery, and and obviously close air support. That is enormously, and, and it, it seemed to me that NATO and the, particularly the Biden regime and the Pentagon pushed that hard. This is why we were saying that we had Jack Posobiec on here months ago. Just knowing how difficult this is for the Americans to fight like this. This takes years of training, and, and we have combat training centers and like uh, the, to do the desert uh, training of combined arms is out, I think, in Fort Irwin, out in the Mojave Desert. Uh, we've got we've got training facilities all over uh, to train. In fact, before World War Two, they had a huge training exercise that went on. I don't know for a couple of months to get people ready in 1939 for potential 1940 for potential war in Europe, and and we were so ill prepared in the North African campaign is the reason Patton came and uh, and 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 they Eisenhower had relieved a bunch of generals. This is enormously difficult. It takes armies' practices and, and, and protocols and procedures, and you have to do it second nature. NATO and those guys all, because they saw what the Russians were doing and how the Russians were digging on defense, and so they thought, oh, we're going to go to maneuver warfare. I'm not so sure that was Zelensky's or his generals. First, I think they got sold that because not just glamorous, you get a lot more equipment, you get a lot, and that's what I was saying. We have to have tanks. We have to have fighter aircraft. We have to have all this. I'm not sure that it came up uh, from the Ukrainians themselves. I think that was once again the Western approach to war that uh, that uh, that that we have the construct we have. I mean, the Wehrmacht had the same kind of construct: mobile, you know, complete mobile infantry, you know, tank warfare. It didn't work out too well. I think what happened, I, and I we'll take a break. I want to talk to you about this again. I'm not so sure I disagree with Zelensky in the senior command because they have a troop problem. Remember, one of the biggest things they're getting in, in Ukraine right now is they're having a tough time getting conscripts. There's, I don't think there's a tons of volunteers that now want to go back and take back the Donbass from the Russians or Crimea. They have a manpower problem. They, they're having a problem recruiting people. They, a lot of people are trying to sneak out of the country or just not serve. And so just like the British in World War II, the making sure that they don't lose their manpower is of paramount importance. Anyway, Ben Harnwell, we got a lot to go through. Uh, the situation in Ukraine, and this is going to be a centerpiece of what happens when we get back in Congress in September. Short break, back in a moment. Every day, the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, 
Second Amendment and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your number. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. We are days away from the Durban Accords. The greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. Ben, I, I want to go to, uh, first of all, I want your observation on that, but I got to go to the um, uh, this uh, you have from the intelligence update 
from defense intelligence about the um, about uh, the about the undergrowth. If we get if if Memphis can put that as Memphis have that, we're we're as we're going through the seventy ninth um, anniversary of Normandy. As we said, one of the issues in combined arms is was they weren't prepared for in Normandy were the hedgerows. I, I forget how you pronounce it, Ben Bocage. I think in French, these massive hedgerows have been around from time immemorial. They didn't realize how bad it was going to be. And that slowed down our armor and our mounted infantry. And it's one of the reasons it led to the slaughter until they could figure that out and eventually push the way and kind of slog through it to have the breakout later. Uh, it, it, it was horrible for the Americans. Here, I mean, really, you've got this, uh, you, you've got this, if they didn't, if in this thing talks about, the the fields have laid fallow for what a year, and the so yeah, much, uh, yeah. over underbrush. I mean, it seems like just a reach, and this is the type of things they're trying to reach out to now because I don't think that they fully appreciated at the time how difficult this was going to be to actually pull off. And this is why I keep talking about lambs led to slaughter. I believe that this was a I believe this was a a, a NATO American driven a strategy of, of mobile warfare that is incredibly effective, but takes literally years and years and years of training um, to, uh, to have those kind of muscles, you know, the muscle memory, you know, of how to deal this in its complexity. And I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing this thing grind grind down now. Uh, Ben Harnwell. Steve, I have to tip my hat to the woman posse here because it was, um, Someone on uh, one of our uh, one one of the members of the posse that that tipped me off about this um, here that I'm going to go through now, um, and that's why you, the, the the most informed uh, participants in this debate uh, is taking place on Getter. The the interaction there is outstanding. But close that bracket. What 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 was just up on the screen a moment or so ago? That's this is the official uh, UK Ministry of Defence Twitter feed. Readily identifiable by the I stand hashtag stand with Ukraine um, with bookended on either side with the Ukraine flag, um, and here there is their attempt to um, put into a context the slow progress of the um, or lack of progress of the um, counteroffensive, and this is what the the official Ministry of Defence is um, Twitter account is attributing. The delays to undergrowth, as you said, undergrowth regrowing across the battlefields of southern Ukraine is likely one factor contributing to the generally slow progress of combat in the area. And they, they, they themselves say that the predominant, predominantly arable land in the combat zone has now been left fallow for 18 months, with the return of weeds and shrubs accelerating under the warm, damp summer conditions. Um, and then it just carries on. Steve, uh, unlike um, the, 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 con- the, the context of France 70, um, 70 years ago, I, I think this is just my only comment that I can put on this is, is to quote verbatim what you said, what you posted on, um, on Getter last week to some such deception from the mainstream media. You said, this is how dumb they think you are. Uh, and that's the only... And that's the only commentary I can put on top of this, um, on on top of that. That's the official UK Ministry for Defence Twitter account. Um, We're going to stick with the counteroffensive, however, 
Um, Memphis, if you'd very kindly put up for me the BBC um, article, and this should be the third article in my list. The headline is Ukraine counteroffensive against Russia yields only small gains in the first two months. So really, you know, if, if we're dealing with a BBC article and you want to see the, the buried lead, what do you do? You, you scroll right down to the very bottom, which is what we're going to do here. And I'll just pick out a, a couple of choice excerpts. Literally, we're talking the final sentences of this article. Ultimately, the BBC say time is not on Ukraine's side. And then for Kiev, the clock is ticking. Meanwhile, Russia simply has to hang on to the territory it has illegally seized. The rest of the article is basically a watered down version of anything you will have heard on the war room over, over the last year and a half. Um, but it is interesting to see that the, that the, the British state owned media now is, is starting to push forward at a very different editorial position from the one it had been. Pushing okay. Hang, 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 hang on for one second. Ben, hang on. Hang on, Ben, for one second. Can you, Ben? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, fine. I um, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure people understand that this is going to make it more difficult. The, the Brits, in particular, under enormous pressure. You just had a defense minister resign. You're under an, an, an enormous pressure because, and and you guys come as close as Poland does to actually fulfilling your obligations under NATO to get as close as possible to 2% of GDP, uh, of your GDP for defense spending. But you're under enormous, the, the Brits are under enormous problem. You're, you're running out of ammo. The country's got in an economic crisis right now. They, don't, they can't figure out how they're going to pay for anything. They got the na- National Health Services upside down. There's all types of talk about actually cutting the, the need to cut the, the defense budget in Britain. They were all the British elites, Boris Johnson, particularly, they were all in a thousand percent on this. And Boris Johnson, who to me is one of the great villains in this entire piece, has been promoting people about how the spring offensive, how, you know, he was one of the ones that was pushing onto Crimea. Right. And and now you're seeing when BBC, the official organ, says that the British people take that as holy writ when they start saying small gains after two months, given all the pressure. That Britain's under for for uh, economic policy, unable to pay their own bills, all these issues on their own financial crisis. This is going to make. As soon as the first one that cuts and runs, boom, that's going to make this coalition is going to make it virtually impossible for anybody to write big checks or continue to write big checks. Ben Harnwell, it's absolutely right, Steve. You know, we we said I think. 12 months ago, um, and analyzing the potential rollout of this war, we said that fundamentally this war isn't going to be won on the battlefields of Ukraine. It will be won in the ballot boxes of the United States and the UK, very much indicating that it was the, 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 pop, the, the maintaining of popular support in these financial and military contributing countries that was going to dictate the, the fundamental um, direction of the war. And I think we, this is what we're seeing now in real time. We said this a year ago, but you know, it, it's, it's, taken, it's taken more time than I expected, but it is certainly now reality is starting to kick in and you can't spend money, you can't give money away, you can't give wealth away that hasn't been created. And we have substantial problems, economic problems. Um, right around the West, um, 
thanks to COVID, thanks to the lockdowns, thanks to the uh, the insane policy of, of sanctions against uh, Russia. Um, all of these. But if you if you're if you don't if you don't if you don't show if you don't show um, real battlefield gains from this spring offensive, how is how is uh, the tour how are the Tories going to back this? At all? How are you going to back the types of the level that Ukraine needs? And, and remember, the whole thing about being an ingrate, I think, was most uh, came up really in England or between the UK and Zelensky the most. Their demands have been so, uh, I would say, egregious to the British military that you literally, I think, are out of ammo in a lot of different areas. With the BBC putting that up, how can any politician in England continue to press on this when there's no light at the end of the tunnel? That's you know that's a, a very good question, and I think it's not Churchill himself uh, way, uh, wrestled with and, and weighed throughout the Second World War. But of course, that was very much different um, for Great Britain because we did have it was by the time we entered the war, it was um, imminently an existential. You know, when we came in, when when the Germans invaded Poland, uh, we came in because we felt. Now, we'd, we'd, under, we'd underwritten Poland's security, um, and that was considered at that time, certainly by Churchill, to be the red line because the UK would sooner or later, at this point, the UK sooner or later would, would have to enter this war to fight for itself due to an eventual German attack. So the whole shtick of Winston Churchill was to persuade the British people that the, that the reality was, as he saw it, that this was an existential fight for Great Britain. Um, fighting, fighting the Germans. Hence, that you know, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. And that was effective because Britons listened to his word, and they they felt themselves that yes, this is this is existential for the UK because Germany will. Now, whether Churchill was right on that, historians have never really uh, been unanimous on that. Some some um, historians departing from the flock have said actually Germany wouldn't have attacked. But put that to, to the aside, Churchill was effective because he was able to convince Great Britain that they that that was the Second World War was existential for for Great Britain and the Empire. We're not in that situation now. Whatever, despite whatever President Zelensky says about he's he's on the front line here because he's def- he's fighting uh, the, the, against Russians on on the eastern frontier of Europe. Because if he doesn't, they're going. The, the Russians are going to roll through into the rest of continental Europe. Well, look, nobody believes this. Um, I can understand why he's saying it from his perspective. You know, it's a smart move. It's a smart thing to say, but it's not going to have the resonance that what that Churchill had uh, 70 years ago, because it doesn't strike most people as being true. And it doesn't strike British taxpayers as being true. And it doesn't strike American taxpayers as being true either. That's the fundamental difference between then and now. Uh, We don't have an existential interest in this war. You said that, Steve, I think within 24 hours um, of, of, um, of, 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 of the war, but when, when, uh, President Biden rolled up and said, "Look, we're, we're going to support Ukraine here because this is a fight for, for democracy." He said, "Look, let, let 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 the president come to Congress and explain to a unified joint con- Congress exactly what America's interests are in Ukraine." And you said this basically every day for for three minutes, um, and then you gave up because you know there's there's. 
because it wasn't going to happen. But but that's the point. That's the difference between then and now. We don't have an existential interest in this. Taxpayers know it. And therefore, they're going to start um, making themselves uh, make that dissatisfaction known ever more clearly. And that actually is, oh, I did want to say, uh, to respond to what you said just before the break about the difference in, in strategies, because actually it has a part to play here. Um, in essence, in essence, the fundamental difference between um, the, the, the NATO way of looking at this war and the Ukrainian way of looking at this war is that Ukraine has been, um, this is a blinder by Putin, U- Ukraine has been pulled into fighting the same sort of war of attrition that Russia wants them to fight. Russia's interest in this, its strategy has always been, since it realised after like after the first 10 days that NATO was actually going to get involved in this and it wasn't going to be just a, a simple case of, of, of steamrolling in to Kiev, um, Russia then had a choice. It was either to retreat or to stay in and play the long game and wait for precisely, precisely these dynamics that you were just um, describing to come into play. So Russia has been playing really from about day 10 onwards, day 40 onwards, a war of attrition to, to bind Ukraine down uh, on multiple fronts internally and and have an attrition versus attrition. Um, and that, I think, is what NATO didn't want Ukraine to, to, to fall into. One of the reasons is, of course, is that Zelensky, as, as I mentioned last time on the show, gave an interview um, last week where he said this is going to be a, a war of attrition for 10 years um, and Putin won't even be alive at the end of it. Um, well, it's simply, you know, is he is that just rhetoric from his part, or does he is that, is that actually what his his intelligence and his military advisors are saying to him? Because if it is, it's fundamentally, uh, fatally, uh, a miscalculation on Zelensky's part, because the West isn't in for a war of attrition. This is what you were just saying, and this is if well, hold I'm not sure his. I'm not, this is why I said earlier before the break. I'm not so sure his own country is. I'm not so sure. Remember, he's banned all opposition. I mean, even in World War II, there was there was opposition to different tactics that were going on during the war uh, and investigations of Pearl Harbor. President Lincoln, during our Civil War, had uh, had a large, uh, you know, dissension inside of Congress. Some that thought they were fighting too, you know, the the still associated the Democrats that thought he was fighting too hard. Others that thought he wasn't taking a torch to the enemy. Uh, Zelensky has basically banned all opposition. But even in that, I think you're getting a feel that they're not getting the volunteers and they need. And here you can't blame the Ukrainian people. So many of the best and the brightest, so many of the most courageous, those with the most uh, the greatest futures in front of them, those with the most valor have already been destroyed in this charnel house. That's been the Ukraine war. And for him to speak a war of attrition is insanity. He can't afford to fight a war of attrition with the Russians. The the Russian army, the same Russian army that, and it's obviously not, uh, it, it's not at anywhere near the combat capability that the Russian army had to defeat at the Wehrmacht. But the Russians know how to fight, uh, and they're not particularly uh, sensitive to how many casualties they take. That's what's happening, Ben. You've got the te- t- Daily Telegraph piece. I do want to get to. We got about two minutes here. Can you walk us quickly through that before we punch? Yeah, absolutely. This is um, though I did have a good comeback to, to what you were just saying. I'll say I'll roll it over to the next to, to the next show. This is the, the the headline here: 
um, Memphis, if you'd be so kind, fourth and final article, the state of Ukraine's counter-offensive. I'm just going to roll right down to the bottom of the article because that's where the buried leads are. Um, And this is basically saying, and I quote, there is a very real possibility we may see no significant shift this year in the front lines from where they are today. It then mentions the dynamic that the US elections are going to, to play, uh, both that the Ukraine will influence the US direction, the US elections, and then the, the result of the US elections will, will come back and affect um, Ukraine. And I will conclude with, the, with this excerpt. Uh, it will not be long uh, before the issue of support for Ukraine becomes an even more fevered, fevered topic in US politics than it already is. If the conflict freezes roughly along the lines as they are today, there will not be many more months before Mr. Zelensky may have to change tactics politically too. And I think that hoovers up uh, everything that you were saying, not only yeah. with Western dissatisfaction, but also domestic Ukrainian d- domestic dissatisfaction. Yeah. For, for MAGA, this is going to be big. This is going to be one of the biggest issues that come back in September about these spending bills going on. They want a Ukraine supplemental. We're saying, hey, the defense budget ought to be cut pretty dramatically. Ben, where do people go get all your analysis? Great job. Thank you. So, thank you so much, Steve. Get uh, uh, simply tap in my surname, Harnwell, at Harnwell. Um, and as I said, when uh, when I post this, this video up on Get, I'm going to put in, uh, in, 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 the, in the descriptions, follow the link to, to Rumble because there's slightly more space on Rumble. I'll put, I'll put in all the links of all the articles that, that I've gone through with Steve um, on the show today uh, there on, uh, on Rumble. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. Amazing. God thank bless. You, sir. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll be back at 10 o'clock live. Uh, I want to, uh, we're going to end with Hank Williams. A couple of things. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash uh, Bannon and get all the information about the upcoming Durban Accords. I want everybody to be totally up to speed on this alternative currency. Also, what gold can mean for you. So check out with the guys at, uh, at Birch Gold. We're going to finish with uh, Hank Williams in... Uh, Come to the promised land. I'm heading to the promised land. A cl- American classic to you right now. See you back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? For the promised land O'er all those wide extended plains Shine on eternal day There God the sun forever rains And scatters night away Sick 
sadness and sorrow, pain and death are felt and feared no more. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Shall I reach that happy place and be forever blessed? When shall I see my father's face and Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 